Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Glam Gelinos. It's Kirby. Before we get into Tuesday's episode, I just wanted to say, if you're not following us on social, you totally should. We have a really fun Instagram account. We're becoming more active on Twitter. And if you haven't already, join our Facebook group. Look up Los Angeles Glam Gelinos. If you have a question that we haven't answered on the podcast, chances are it's been asked in the Facebook group and answered there as well. It's a wealth of information, and Sarah and I pop in there from time to time. Join and make new friends, and be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and leave us a five-star review if you enjoy this little pod that we do every week. Enjoy the show! I'm Kirby. And I'm Sarah. Welcome Welcome to to Los Los Angeles! Every week, we break down the most important beauty news and launches, interview your favorite beauty experts, influencers, and celebrity guests, and review our favorite beauty products of the moment as your beauty editor BFFs from the beautiful and great city of Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos! We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Cute. That's cute. Well, it's a new month. We're into February. It feels like maybe this is the start of 2021. Yeah. Is this the start of 2021? Yes, absolutely. Also, I just can't believe that it's been almost a year since we were in lockdown. Oh my gosh. I was just thinking about this because I was talking about how certain influencers have been partying in LA and I'm personally just like not supporting these people anymore. What I don't understand about that too is how some of them were trying to play it off like it was pre-COVID. Oh yeah. I mean the 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 fuckery that has gone on on social media. <laughs> Sorry to any children listening to this, but live and learn. Some of them truly pretending they were not at this party this weekend. Imagine being so full of yourself that you're like, you know what? Pandemic doesn't matter. I'm going to throw a big ass birthday party for myself and invite all these people over. In case anybody's wondering, since this is Los Angeles, we are based in Los Angeles. So even though the safer at home restrictions have been lifted and outdoor dining can commence, you can't mix with other house. Like the most people you can mix with is like your household and two other households. And even then it can't be the whole family. You have to to be be outside. outside. You have have to to wear wear masks. masks. Yes, social distance. I guarantee that you could ask an eight-year-old or some kid in elementary school and they could recite the rules better than these fools. Totally. It's embarrassing. And these people are in their 30s. I mean, this is like humiliating. (laughs) I would be horrified. And I also think to myself... Where are these people's managers, agents, anyone, publicists being like, yo, if you're going to do this, I mean, it's one thing to do it, which I think is obviously bad, but then to promote it on your social media. The fact that people just think that they, it's them thinking they're better than all of us, right? Or that that they are, you know, immune to the problems that 
our entire world is going through and it's like no this is this is a super spreader event you now can pass this on to your parents congratulations and also you are an influencer you have millions of people following you you are all these kids that are following you like this is the example that you're setting what are you doing i know that it makes us sound like old ladies or whatever but it really is it's frustrating it's frustrating and it's really sad because i think about the people that follow them who maybe have supported them for years and then they just see the blatant disregard for human life and maybe some of these supporters not even some of them a lot of these supporters probably have lost somebody to COVID-19 and then they see somebody having a massive birthday party and everyone's like oh we got our COVID tests well newsflash COVID tests aren't so you can have a birthday party and furthermore this particular party was literally against uh, the sanctions of LA. I'm surprised it didn't get uh, broken up by the police. I mean, who knows? Because nobody really promoted it at the party. I saw everything all the next day. Like no masks, not even not even one mask. No, not a mask in sight. No, come on. Like, don't you think that all of us would also want to be at a birthday party with our best friends? Yes, correct. But we're all doing this so that we can get there sooner. But because you are doing this now, it only just puts us behind. Yeah, and to your point earlier, it's either they don't care and they think they're better than everyone else or they don't think the pandemic – I mean, they're, it's like two opposite ends of the spectrum. You're entitled and you think that you have the right to do things that everybody else isn't doing or you are some crazy conspiracy theorist that doesn't believe in the pandemic and you're an anti-masker and an anti-vaxxer and it's like i don't know what's worse what's worse yeah what's worse what is actually worse here anyways all of that to say when you brought up that it's almost been a year since we've been in lockdown (laughs) i was saying oh my gosh all of us have celebrated a birthday probably at home in lockdown at this point yep you know if you're a february baby you still have a couple weeks left and some people about to enter their second going to their second (laughs) it's really sad unless you're an influencer for the kids you know like imagine being 10 and you had your well yeah actually my nephew poor poor guy it's like he's now he's gonna have two two pandemic birthdays in a row but oh anyways i can't even remember what the last episode we recorded together in person was it maybe the jonathan van ness one maybe Maybe. That was like our last guest. Yeah. Which feels like a lifetime ago. Sadsies. Anyways, so that's our news, actually. Th- that's the news. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just be considerate with your your time, your energy, your money, and who you're supporting. Do you think that this person will, there will be any repercussions for their actions? Like, do you think that brands that they were working with will pull out from contracts or endorsements? I, I hope it's not even just the the person that's holding, that held the birthday party. I think everybody that was there, I mean, I've lost so much respect for certain makeup artists and certain influencers that I saw at this party. Yeah. One of them has a launch this week that I'm like, yep, cool. Don't have to worry about that anymore. And I think that if you really want to make people change their behavior, you have to do something drastic, like unfollow them, do not engage, don't be like, where's your mask? Or, oh yeah, the pandemic just doesn't exist anymore because that gives them engagement and that helps them in the long run. That helps them secure brand deals. Like I said, with managers and agents, I personally would be going to my clients going, if you're choosing to behave this way, we need to rediscuss our relationship because 
you're about to become invaluable. You're about to brands, people that have leverage are not going to want to support someone that's just blatantly disregarding human life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's going to be really, I'd be interested to see how this all plays out. Yeah. Same. I mean, what happens? uh, Honestly. Yeah. I don't think cancel culture works, so I highly doubt anything will change, unfortunately. But I really hope that those people get a grip and apologize and, and then maybe change their ways and we can move forward. Highly doubt it. But it'll be interesting to see. Highly doubt it. Okay. Highly doubt. Highly doubt. This is our podcast, so we're also changing the format a little bit. <laughs> we're skipping beauty news again this week. And for what's on your face, we're changing the format so that only one of us is going to present a product each week. Why is that, Sarah? It is really, you know, hard <laughs> to come up and with a new product every week that we truly, truly want to endorse. And obviously, Herbie and I are trying a million different products. Maybe not a million, but we're trying lots of different products every week. But we really want to make sure that we are super excited about the products that we talk about with What's On Your Face. And we have a long road ahead of us you know we plan on doing what's on your face for years and years to come and so we're gonna just keep it to one a week we want to just make sure that we give these products the proper spotlight and uh, take turns this this week is my turn on that note i just want to say while we do recommend products this is a beauty podcast we do want to be mindful of hyper consumerism so that's also another element to this Um, We don't want you to think that you have to buy anything that we talk about, but if you are looking for something and our product recommendations tickle your fancy, by all means, try out our recs because we only do talk about products that we have tested and truly love. If there are any new products that you want us to talk about or that you're curious about, definitely still send us a message like on Instagram, post it on our Facebook group. Um, because we probably do have some thoughts on it so don't just because we didn't talk about it on what's on your face doesn't mean we you know aren't excited about it or you know have have tried it out so still send us those requests but anyways are we ready yes do it you guys probably know that we are big t3 fans here at los angeles we love all of their hot tools i use the curling iron not as much as i used to but it is my go-to one um, Kirby and I have talked about the Curalux, which is their super pretty high-end hair dryer. Um, and then they came out with some really cool new hot tools that has the Smart ID, which basically means you can customize it to your hair type. So T3 kills it when it comes to hot tools. But I really love their newest launch, which is the T3 Fit Dryer. It's this cute little compact hair dryer. It's just like a little BB hair dryer. Apparently it is 30% smaller and 20% lighter than your typical full-size hair dryer. And I think that's probably in comparison to their bigger ones. I know we don't have, you know, a lot of places to go, but it is a great option for travel. If you're a, a hairstylist and you want to throw it in your bag, or if you're just going to the gym in the future, Wherever we're going to be all going places post COVID, I know it. And so, yes, <laughs> we're never going to be at home. So this is the perfect hair dryer for for traveling. Um, but even though it is tiny and compact, it is still super powerful. It's like just as powerful as the other hair dryers in the T3 line. Um, it has all of the f- features the other hair dryers have. It's got that T3 ion air technology that the brand is known for, which is it's this technology that basically makes um, your hair less frizzy 
frizz free. Um, it smooths the hair cuticle and then it speeds up the drying process. It also has three different heat settings and three different speed settings. And then it's got that like lock in cool shot that um, the other dryers have. It's really quiet like the other dryers too, which is all like very surprising and very impressive to me that they were all able to do that in such a tiny little hair dryer. Because when we use little hair dryers that are like at hotels or, you know, all the little travel compact hair dryers we've, we've tried before, they're either not super powerful, they're kind of lousy, they're really loud, but the, this dryer is none of those things. Um, and it's also compatible with all of the other accessories. So you can click on your diffuser or your concentrator and it's $150. So it is more affordable than the other hair dryers. My hair's so long and sometimes when I'm like blowing it out, my arms get tired. <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially if you have a lot of hair, you're like, oh, I gotta take a break. And so this one is just super light and easy to use. And then it's also really pretty, just like the rest of the T3 products. It's white, it's got that little rose gold. I, I think it's super cute if you are looking for a new hair dryer and you want something that's really light and flexible to use definitely look into this one. I'm glad that you recommended a hair dryer that's less than $200 because usually on this podcast we're like grab the Dyson, grab the Cura Lux from T3 and they're $300 plus. Or the Harry Josh. Or the Harry Josh, exactly. So I think that this is a really great pick. T3, they have a long, long history, uh, great hair dryers, very durable, like Sarah said. What, how big is mm -hmm. it exactly, Sarah? Oh, I'm so bad at measurements, Kirby. Um, let me look it up. Compare it to something. Com is it the size of your head? Is it the size of your arm? Yeah. It's like the size of your head? Uh, maybe a little bit bigger. Wow. But the actual barrel is like a big burger. Like the size of a hamburger? <laughs> I love this very official <laughs> sizing model we have going. It's the size of our head and a hamburger. <laughs> This is why we're weird. We do what we do. We're not in the business of we're not carpenters or scientists. <laughs> Thank God. Can you imagine us that a, a, in a corporate setting? When I'm measuring things recently, Matt's like, okay, no, no, no. Let me take over because you do not know your way around a measuring tape. I'm like, no, I don't. It's the size of a compact hair dryer. At the hotel. At the hotel. Okay. Like it's tiny. Great. But she's okay. cute. Love. She's really cute. It's it's a little tiny. Oh, I was going to say, I also think compact hair dryers are the way of the future because everybody has such limited storage space. Yes. For the most part. Yes. You know what I mean? And hair dryers take up so much space. Yep. So I feel this on a deep level. All right. That's enough with our uh, dimension talk. <laughs> No, no need. No need. I hope everyone fast forwarded through this. <laughs> Moving on to today's topic. This idea sprung in my head based on Instagram DMs. I get a lot of questions like, hey, I picked up this product you recommended, but I don't know where to use it in my routine. And then when I ask about the routine, I am both shook if simultaneously impressed and horrified at how many products y'all are using. And it got me thinking, we need to break down a few rules of thumb when it comes to not fucking up your skincare routine. 
These are really easy. They're common sense. But I think some of you actually need to hear this mm-hmm. because you're addicted to buying new products and you're not using them properly and you're causing more trauma to your skin in the long run. It's a good little refresher course. We all need it. I could use it. And it's also really easy mistakes to make. Yes, super easy. I don't fault anybody for doing this, but I think it's important to just recognize that you're doing it and then fix it. Yep. The first step into getting your skincare routine under control is to stop mixing your products together. I don't know who approved this skincare cocktail, skincare smoothies, and in layman's terms, it's basically just taking your skincare products, mixing them all together in your hand and applying them all at once. This is like ultimate lazy girls guide stuff. Is this a trend on TikTok? Are people doing this? It's not TikTok. It's just in general. And sadly, brands are telling people on their own websites, hey, you can mix all of our products together. And what I think this does, it's it's a marketing ploy. It makes people think, oh, I don't have to spend that much time on my skincare routine because I can dump it all in my hand, mix it up, and then put it on my face, A. And B, it kind of encourages people to buy more products. Because when you're on a website and you see, oh, you can mix these three products together, you're like, well, I guess I need these three products so I can mix them all together. I talked to our dear friend Renee Rouleau about this because I was getting a lot of DMs from people going to the specific brand's website. I'm not here to call anybody out, but they were saying, oh yeah, this brand talks about smoothieing your products. And I'm like, what do you mean smoothieing? Are you talking about cocktails, like cocktailing your products? And they were like, here's the website. So I go to the website and I could not believe that this brand was telling people to do this. And so I contacted Renee and I said, hey, listen, can you just validate how I'm feeling here? Mixing all of your products together in the palm of your hand at the same time and applying to your face is not great skincare advice, right? And she said, you're correct. That is not great skincare advice. And the reason being is, sure, maybe this one brand is formulated so that you can mix all of their products together at once and apply them. Yeah, that should be like a red flag for sure. Yeah, 100% a red flag. However, if you do that with a brand that's formulated that way, I feel like that develops a bad habit because then if you decide to try other products, you're going to be mixing different brands together and they might not be formulated in a way that's conducive to applying them all at once onto your face. Also, it limits the effectiveness of these products. So for Mm -hmm. instance, on this one website, it suggests using a serum like with an active in it, with an oil, with a moisturizer, mixing them all together and applying it to your face. And to Renee's point, what she's saying is if you're using this, you know, glycolic serum and you apply and mix it with an oil, you're kind of rendering your glycolic acid serum useless because you're not able to get Mm -hmm. the most benefits out of you know just strictly applying it to your skin and letting it you know set and then putting on the oil afterwards it's it's like diluting the effectiveness of those ingredients this is like if you were to bake a cake or cook some extravagant meal okay not even an extravagant meal just like a basic chicken dish or a pasta dish you can't just throw everything in a pot totally totally like it takes time the routine takes time you have to do 
one thing first, then the next, wait for those things to finish, then you throw in the third thing. There is a process for a reason. Totally. And you learn. I have gotten into cooking more this past year, especially. And when I'm, now that I know how recipes are formulated, I'm like, oh, okay. So this is why my chicken never turned out before because I was rushing through the process and I was throwing everything in together, thinking it was going to be fine. And then realizing, oh, wait, I missed some crucial steps here. I didn't let it marinate long enough or I didn't you know get the starchy water that I needed for the pasta yeah you know, starch starchy water is important you need to let <laughs> it is it's make or break with the consistency of your sauce or like letting the garlic simmer and roast first before you throw in everything else there is a there is a reason guys so think of it that way Think of it that way. I love Sarah coming in with the the cooking metaphors. I must be hungry if I'm like talking about hamburger sized hair dryers <laughs> and <laughs> comparing your skincare process uh, with cooking. Anyways, that's one thing that you're doing that's probably affecting how your skincare is working, and it could be making your skin worse. So yes, when all else fails, go back to basics. Apply your serum. Apply your you know, your moisturizer, and especially apply your sunscreen after all of those things. Don't be mixing your sunscreen with other stuff. <laughs> don't do it. Just don't do it. Enjoy the routine, guys. <laughs> take this, Take the, you know, five minutes or less to go through your skincare routine. So on that note, the next boo-boo you might be making is, oops, I'm using too many products in my routine. We are all guilty of it at one point. I think when I first started out as a beauty editor I was so excited to try all of the products and then it was also during the heyday of the 10 or 12 however many step Korean skincare beauty routine and so I think all of us were just overdoing it because we thought that the more products meant our skin was going to look better that is not true Kirby right that is true Kirby and I get asked all the time on our Facebook groups and in our DMs about why their skin is breaking out, you know, why they aren't seeing any of the results that they are trying to get, you know, what's going on. And then we ask them what products that they're using. And oftentimes they are listing these long lists of products and there it's just too much. It's too much. You're doing too much to your skin. I think we just need to take a step back. Ollie. Oliver. Oliver's mad about it. (laughs) He's like, bitches, take a step back. (laughs) He's like, learn from me. We just need to be using less. Like you really don't need that many. So let's follow this general rule of thumb. Kirby and I have talked about this a million times, but just as a refresher, in the morning, cleanse your skin, use a serum, hopefully with antioxidants, moisturize your skin, and then most importantly, wear your sunscreen. Protect your skin. That should be generally your morning routine in the evening you double cleanse if you're wearing makeup especially use a serum and moisturize of course in the evening you can get a little bit you know more intricate with your routine you can add your retinol your ahas but also make sure that you're alternating so this is think is really important 
to making sure that you know the products that you're using and you have kind of like a schedule. I think I saw this in our Facebook group. Someone was asking for advice on how to remember what products they were using, which I thought was really cute because I've never like put anything in my calendar or anything, but I thought that that was a really good idea. Yep. To write down what it is that you are using so that you know exactly, oh, okay, you know, Mondays and Wednesdays are my retinol nights. Yes, I think that's super smart. And I love that they asked this question. They were actually looking for apps, I think, to help kind of schedule. So they knew, okay, I did retinol on this night and this night. I need to stop using it because I'm going to go into my glycolic acid serum or whatever it is. I can't remember what the consensus was. I just, I mean, I use my notebook calendar and I will write, okay, I started this product this date. So I can keep track. I talked about this, I think, like one of the first episodes. I have a calendar where I track like, okay, this is what you're how long I've been using this product. Yep. yep. So I can say right off the gate, like, okay, it's been three weeks. I'm seeing no change in my skin with this thing. It's time to move on. Totally. <laughs> Mama has more products to try. Yeah. It's time to move on. For me, I kind of group it with days that I do certain things. So it's like, okay, I'm not washing my hair every day. On the days that I'm washing my hair, I'm going to exfoliate my skin. I'm going to keep that in the shower, Smart. you know, things like that. So um, just making sure that you have a regular and consistent routine, but that you're not overdoing it. And, you know, you're just being really kind and gentle to your skin and just letting the products do its work without overloading it. You're going to have a cleanser. You're going to have a moisturizer. Maybe you have a morning moisturizer. Maybe you have an evening moisturizer. Maybe you have an oil that you also use. Then you'll have a handful of serums. We are suggesting at most using two a day. None of that cocktailing stuff. And then an SPF. One that Kirby has here that you're obsessed with. Yep. Because you should be obsessed with it because you're going to be using a lot of it. Yeah, seriously. I mean, I... Doesn't matter if you can't see the sun, guys. I agree. And, you know, I know that there's been conversations about, like, whether or not you should wear your SPF inside. And I know that people love to argue about the blue light damage and stuff like that. Like, is it true? And there's not that many studies on it. But honestly, I think that if there have been studies and there is a dermatologist that you trust that's talking about this, then perhaps maybe just err on the side of caution and wear your sunscreen on, you know, indoors. That's what I'm doing. I'm right next to a window. So I always am wearing sunscreen during the day. One thing I did want to say before we go on to this last uh, bullet point Oftentimes when we are asked about our skincare routines or, you know, what to, you know, my skin's breaking out, what do I do? It's very rare that we will say stop using a certain brand. I think a lot of times when people come to us and say that and they're looking for advice, they want us to be like, oh no, you're using the wrong brand. You're using a brand that's bad for you. And that is something that just... I rarely find myself ever saying to anyone. It's mostly about application, how many products they're using, and if they're overdoing it with like a certain type of product, like an exfoliant or something like that. Yeah, and also because a product that works for me from a brand might not necessarily work for you. I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast, right? I mean, that's the whole point of the beauty, not actually the whole point, but that's why the beauty industry is so big and there's so many different skincare lines. 
Yeah, there's not. Yeah, like I don't. I think we agree on maybe a few brands that we both don't really love to use, but I don't think we would ever tell someone to stop using it. No, 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 not at all. All right. No, 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 no. Lastly, stop buying products just because they're Instagram famous or Amazon famous for that matter, because let me tell you a story I'm, I'm about working in digital. <laughs> Sarah and I worked in digital publishing and we still do, but we worked at digital publishers for a very long time. We know how to get clicks on our stories, okay? Or on our videos. We know how to title them exactly. We know what's going to get you to watch. We know what's going to get you to read. We know this. We understand digital consumption habits, okay? And I will tell you far and wide that one of the most popular headlines that you could have on your website is this product on Amazon has 10,000 reviews and people will click it. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter if they need the product or they care about the product. They want to know what it is and they want to know what makes it so magical that 10,000 people will review it and you will get an instant view or read on that story. But what you may not realize is that a lot of these headlines, the person writing them did not try the product for themselves. They are simply just aggregating content because they were sent from Amazon. Oh, hey, this product on Amazon is trending and it has 10,000 reviews. Okay, great. So then they take that piece of information and they share it, but they're not verifying, okay, I actually tested this product and this is what makes it so great. There are articles where people are like, I tried out the most reviewed product on Amazon and here are my honest thoughts and that's great. If they have photos, that's even better. If they have a video, that's even better, better. But just because something has a ton of reviews on Sephora or Amazon or Ulta or wherever it is does not make it a good product and it doesn't make it a product that you actually need to have in your routine. Sarah, I hope that you agree with me on... I do. And... I absolutely agree with you, especially when I feel like people are trying to force the product to work on themselves because everyone else likes it or they see it all over their Instagram feeds or they see a bunch of influencers or people that they love taking a selfie with it or whatever. Like that doesn't mean that you need it. It doesn't mean that it's going to work on you either. It's so funny that you also said the Amazon thing because I recently was you know scrolling through my newsletter emails and there was a headline that was like these butt scrunch leggings have over whatever million views on amazon and sure enough these leggings are like viral because not i i just first of all butt scrunch have you seen these kirby yeah they're huge on tiktok oh that's why too tiktok is another now culprit of this problem. I actually trust TikTok more than I trust Amazon reviews because on TikTok you can- Because there's video, there's a video. You can see it. Like if I see some girl looking like a little stick and then she's got a fat ass wearing these leggings and I'm like, hell yeah, I, I wanna try those out. There's so many great reviews of things on TikTok. Trust TikTok over trusting 10,000 random reviews from maybe bots on, on Amazon. You're so right. That's true because there is the video element and same with Instagram because there are all the filters and yeah, you can't really trust it as much. This is, 
No. That's why the kids are taking over. TikTok is is the future. I freaking love TikTok. I've bought so much crap, but good stuff from TikTok. Trust. Oh my god, what? Tell me one thing. What'd you buy? Okay, well, I only cared about the Maybelline Sky High Mascara because I saw how many people were obsessed with it on TikTok. I bought these LED lights for behind our headboard that adhere to the wall. We look like we're in a hotel, the way the lights are set up, and you can use a Bluetooth. It's fantastic. There are so many good recommendations on TikTok, y'all. Normal people were suggesting it. When you're thinking about getting a new product and you see these ads, essentially, they're not ads, but these headlines like, the best Amazon hair care products or whatever, or I'm calling this Dodo Ho, okay? Think of, think of Dodo Ho, D-O-D-O-H-O. You'll, you'll understand what this means in a minute. The first dough is actually do. Do you need it? Is your skin in a good spot already? You don't need another product then. Leave it alone. Just keep on keeping on. Is your skincare routine already full? If it is, you don't need another product. Keep moseying on. Work through what you have unless it's actually causing problems for your skin and then remove that product and then figure out what you need to get next if you need anything at all. And lastly, are you running out of something and you want to try something new? Great. That's an an amazing time to look for a new product to try. But the goal is to make sure that you need it. Do you need it? Do you want it? Okay. But do you need it? Does it make sense for your skincare routine? The second dough is also a do. <laughs> Y'all are like, what the hell does this mean? Do you understand what it is and how it works? Too many of y'all are buying products that you do not understand what it is and what's in it and why you even have it. You're like, so I, I bought the glass skin refining serum, but like, why, why, why did I get it? Ma'am, sir, if you don't know, you should not have bought it. Do a little research before. Don't buy a product because somebody is telling you to. Even me and Sarah, if we're telling you glass skin refining serum is the gospel, it is the way, it is the truth, mm -hmm. do some research. Understand the product's purpose before you decide to invest in it. This is this is like an anti-beauty podcast. <laughs> I feel like we're like, don't buy it. No, this is so smart. And I think everyone needs to hear it. Especially because, I mean, I where I'm recording right now, it's like I'm looking straight at my vanity and there are products that are collecting dust in the back because I don't need it. I never should have started trying it. You know, it's like my skin is in a good place and I don't need these five other serums. And now what am I going to do with it? Put it on my feet? I totally agree with you. It's you don't just don't worry about getting and accumulating and having. Think about what you actually need. And then lastly, how did you hear about this product? Like I said earlier, making sure that your social media diet is filled with experts is a really great way to start. Sarah and I follow so many people on Instagram because we need to keep up with what's happening. But there are only like a select few people that I have saved their posts time and time again that I go back, that I even reach out to and ask questions of. Follow people you trust on Instagram. That can be estheticians, dermatologists, doctors, plastic surgeons, cosmetic chemists. I love a good cosmetic chemist follow on Instagram. I, I did F up. It's the dodo ho. The ho is how. Now, let's talk about our favorites uh, follows on Instagram. This is gonna be obvious, but Renee Rouleau, wealth of information, 
She has a blog post for literally everything. If you have everything. a skincare issue, go to her blog and search literally any term you think that could relate to the issue you're having. She will have a post about it. And if she doesn't, DM her because then she'll look into it and probably make a post about it. Trust. We have Charlotte Cho, who's been on this podcast. She's a brand founder and an esthetician. She knows what's up. Same with Leslie Thornton, esthetician and brand founder of Clur. I love their posts because they're informative and they share information. And for, they do it for free. It's free. It's free information. You are missing out if you're not following them. Another new follow that I actually was introduced to from the Fat Mascara duo is Dr. Ranella Hirsch. She's, I just believe, Dr. Ranella on Instagram. She's a board-certified dermatologist. She does a lot of informational, educational posts that are like tied to memes, which I think is really useful because people love memes on Instagram, but it's actually teaching them something. Recently, she did a post about what is causing your acne and myths to stop believing. Like when people tell you to de-stress and that will help your acne. It's like, no, that's actually not what causes acne. That's actually scientifically incorrect and privileged frankly you can't you can't manifest your acne away no you can't you can't meditate your acne away you can't have orgasms and get rid of your acne that's just like not something that happens sorry that'd be nice i mean that'd be amazing i would be getting down all the time let's just nip that right <laughs> in the bud literally lab muffin michelle wong she has a phd in chemistry she has a youtube channel she is wildly popular she loves to debunk things so her big thing I've noticed right now is blue light and how blue light's really not doing that much damage. It's an interesting conversation. I can't say I agree with her fully, but I understand what she's trying to get at. So Lab Muffin, amazing follow. Michelle, we adore her. We want her on the pod. Durham Angelo is a bird. Bird. <laughs> he's, a, he's not a bird. He's a board certified dermatologist. And I actually learned a lot more about the DHDH or DMDM hydantoin. Remember our conversation last yeah, week yeah. about the hair care ingredient? I learned more about that specific ingredient from him. Somebody shared a post in their Instagram story and I went straight to his page and was like, why have I not been following him? So he's an amazing follow. Dr. Anka Ginsberg, I met her uh, at a Max Factor trip last year. She's the one that told me that not all coconut oil is created equal and that I shouldn't have a vendetta against coconut oil because in some formulations it can be used the right way. So she has really illuminated so much to me and she's a cosmetic chemist and I adore her. Caroline Hirons, we don't need to say much about her. She's the HBIC. She will tell it like it is and she has no qualms doing so and then we also have charlotte palermino she is uh the brand founder of do skin we've mentioned her on the pod before but she is studying to be an esthetician and she was formerly at hearst and at snapchat so she makes these incredible tiktok videos that she posts on her instagram her she has grown so much in the past few weeks really her growth on instagram is incredible i was like holy shit she's blowing up at least one person is yeah someone's doing it right because <laughs> hats off to char so but if anyone's gonna do like if anyone should be growing it's people like these people that you're mentioning like this is the year just like we talked about on fat mascara where the real influencers are going to 
become the stars of our social media feeds because they should like no offense to other influencers but we need the real deals the experts the doctors the derms to be informing us because there's too much misinformation floating around totally and this is not an exhaustive list by any means these are just people that recently posted something that we felt was super intelligent and educational and we wanted to share with you but if you have somebody that you think we should know about that you think we don't by all means dm us or tag us in a post of theirs we're all we are always working to expand our social media diet to include more and more and more experts of all types yes i have two other honorable mentions that i want to touch on before we wrap up things that you guys already know but just a refresher don't use expired products just like the food in your fridge or in the pantry again back to food i will go eat after this your makeup also has a, has a shelf life and so you know, a good rule of thumb, most products should not be used for longer than a year or two. You know, that that goes especially for skincare, but it also applies to your makeup that you're using. We touched on this a little bit, but using the product in the wrong order. There's a very simple order. We actually covered it in our second episode ever. And we also, I think, need to update that episode, Sarah, because I think we got something so maybe you should go revisit that no we said oils were last right we said they were last we you and i don't ever remember oils. this properly <laughs> we we did we said oils are last we did said oils we are last. did we okay so oils can be last uh, y'all listening are like oh my god y'all talk about this all the effing time oils can be last unless they are oil serums that are met meant to be put under a moisturizer. In that case, put it under the moisturizer. But usually if it's just like a hydrating oil, it goes after your moisturizer. And you know what else we messed up? I think it was me. So I'm going to admit fault here. I went on a tirade about how chemical sunscreens need to be closer to the skin. It doesn't effing matter. To avoid any confusion, just wear it, but wear it last. It needs to be the last line of defense against the sun. It needs to literally block the sun, which is why it needs to go last. I have learned so much since our first episode. So, and that's the thing about beauty. I, I always get nervous to say anything definitively on this podcast because things evolve and then I learn more from professionals and doctors and dermatologists. And, and that is an honest mistake. And we've talked about sunscreen enough on this podcast for people to know that we believe in you applying a lot of it and usually as your last step. So totally. You're good, girl. Thanks, boo. Any other honorable mentions? Uh, no, that's it. I think we touched on everything. So everyone, take a step back. Look at uh, your skincare routine. See if you're making any of these mistakes. I know there's probably a few things that I could use or I could be reminded of here. Don't mix your products together. Avoid having too many products in your routine and don't buy products just because they are buzzy. And remember, do, do, ho, do, do, ho, D-O-D-O-H-O. <laughs> do you need it? Do you understand it? And how did you hear about it? That could apply to a lot of things in life. I really like that. Yeah, I'm going to get that tattooed on my wrist. Do, do, ho, do, do, ho, do, do, ho. All right, y'all. I hope you enjoyed this episode Please like and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast. Apple, Spotify, wherever. You can find us on social. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 
Uh, go to our website if you feel so inclined, and we'll talk to you on Friday. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 